Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. And another pleasant Sunday morning to all you golfers out there. And greetings from the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs. This is another edition of Tea to Green. I'm your host, Jerry Butenhoff. Running solo again this morning at the Broadmoor, of course, uh, hosting the U.S. Senior Open at the end of June this year. And uh, on Tuesday, they will start the 100-day countdown to that event, the second time that they've hosted that event. Uh, the first time was back in 2008 when Eduardo Romero of Argentina won the event that year. So everyone here at the Broadmoor looking forward to that event here for the second time, uh, part of the 100th anniversary of the resort here in Colorado Springs. Well, what do golfers want? Well, there's a lot of things. I'm sure we'd all like a hole-in-one, at least one in our lifetime. Um, there's part of a series of articles and information produced and gathered by the Sports and Leisure Group is about this. And John Last, who is the head of that outfit, will be here again to update us on the trends, wants, and needs of today's golfers and what steps are being taken by resort owners, uh, public facilities, uh, private clubs to meet those needs and demands. So John Last uh, we'll give us an update on some of that information here this morning. Um, this week, uh, just a couple days ago, there was some big news announced by the LPGA. We'll touch on that. It re relates to the beginning of their season next uh, January. We'll review the new playoff open for the USGA events. We'll go on tour all today on Tee to Green. Sunday morning, the sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. We'll go on tour, as I said, and let you know what's going on on the Pro Tours. You can check out more about our show at our website, t2greenradio.com. John Lass from the Sports and Leisure Research Group up next, right after this break. Stay with us. Hey, guys. Scott Turney, the old G3 Sportsman here to tell you how proud we are here at G3 Boats to be the official boat sponsor of Outdoor Guys Radio Show. Ken will be highlighting and talking to our G3 certified guys for the best fishing tips and where they're biting across the country. We also want you to be aware of our military appreciation $1,000 discount off all our package G3 boats in addition to any of the boat show rebates. Check us out at G3Boats.com and come join the G3 Live. Every business has unique stats that lead them on a path to growth. Let Muse Platforms find yours with a free assessment to see how we can help you increase sales. Text STATS to 797979 for your free assessment today. MusePlatforms.com will build your digital marketing platform through insight, innovation, and impact. We provide a one-stop shop for Adobe Creative and Marketing Cloud solutions for businesses of all sizes. So text STATS to 797979 today. Let your stats lead you down a path to growth. 
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. It's Destination Listening for Dedicated Golfers. Tee to Green coming to you every Sunday morning from the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs. My name is Jerry Butenhoff, hosting solo uh, this week. And also next week again, my partner Jay Ritchie, part of the broadcast team for the Air Force uh, Academy Hockey Program, and they won their conference championship again last night, defeating Robert Morris 5-1. to one. So they await word uh, today, later this morning, on when their, where, where their destination will be for the NCAA hockey tournament, and those pairings will be announced later today. So uh, Air Force back in the uh, big hockey dance, if you will. Um, I believe this is... Seventh time in the last 10 years, something like that. Uh, it's getting to be a regular routine for them. And uh, I've always got the uh, sports uh, fans in Colorado Springs excited about that. So uh, congratulations to Frank Ceratori and his group again. Um, on the show today, a little bit later, we've got some interesting news that uh, was just announced a couple of days ago about from the LPGA about uh, something new going on with the start of their golf season next season, uh, next year in January. And uh, right now, however, I'm going to talk to one of our favorite people on the show here. Um, what do golfers want? Well, um, methinks that uh, everyone would like at least one hole-in-one in their lifetime. Um, they probably want uh, greens that are smooth and uh, consistent throughout the uh, course of their round. Uh, probably a good beverage selection, um, nice facilities. Um, 
John Last, who's the head of the Sports and Leisure Research Group, has been in the process of putting together some of these numbers. Uh, Some of his articles have been uh, published in By Design magazine, which is from the uh, uh, Association of uh, Golf Course Architects. And um, John's going to update on some of the things going on with what golfers want. John, good morning. How are you? Morning. Good to hear from you again. Yeah, I, I, when uh, when we were putting this together, I thought, didn't we just talk to him a couple months ago about something? It seems just recently, but it does go back a little bit further than that, and uh, glad to have you back with us. Uh, for our listeners that have never um, uh, been with us when you've been on, um, define a little bit what the Sports and Leisure Research Group is all about and how long you guys have been around. Well, thanks. We've, we've been around in our current iteration for about 10 years now, and uh, we, we basically do a lot of work within the golf industry and other sports industries to find out uh, all kinds of things about trends. We're a research company, so we do surveys and focus groups and observational research. In fact, uh, this past week we were just out working with one of the equipment companies, helping them to understand a little bit more about what golfers were looking for uh, across some of the different categories that they compete in. But uh, we're generally about, you know, really going straight to the source and finding out uh, different pieces of information that can to help people be more effective in their marketing and their product development, et cetera. So uh, it, it, it's an interesting and varied uh, approach and one that uh, puts us on the road quite a bit. So uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Some people have a different definitions of uh, defining sports and leisure. Um, how do you do that? Do you meld the two together, or um, you know, is darts a sport or a leisure event in your world? <laughs> you know, it's interesting because it probably depends upon the person you're asking, and and that's an important component. That if we were doing some work in the dart space. You know, those that were competitive in darts would probably look at it very seriously as a sport, and others would look at it more as leisure. But the, you know, that's that's in, in a sense what we try to find out. You know, where does where do different things fit within the perspective of others, and that can help them be more effective in, in communicating and marketing to them. Um, you know, the good thing for us is that uh, you know we work directly with some of the more competitive professional sports, and we also work uh, in the resort space. So uh, that would definitely fall on the leisure side. Exactly. Um, one of the things, in, and we discussed this on the show uh, briefly, is a report uh, that you helped put together um, a, a while back about, um, you know, what is it that golfers want? And, and you broke it down into various categories as far as are they more concerned about the conditions of the golf course? Um, obviously, that's always going to be a big one. Um, right now, a big thing that a lot of golfers are looking for is golf course renovation, whether it be just simple improvements or changes that uh, they would feel comfortable with, um, is that still uh, one of the big trends that you see perhaps um, coming in the next few years? Well, we're definitely seeing a shift in terms of of what a lot of facilities are are looking to do, and, and, and much of that is being predicated by what golfers are looking for. You know, there's there's been a lot of conversation, of course, of late about how far the golf ball goes and, you know, how can that impact golf courses? The, you know, the, one of the, the more intriguing things that we've seen throughout time and particularly in some of our more recent research is, you know, the typical golfer does not hit the ball anywhere near as far as they would like to. And, and if anything, uh, a lot of the golf courses that came online in the most recent wave of, of, of expansion, which has been some time ago, have been pretty long. And uh, so, you know, in, particularly in this work that we just completed with the uh, golf course architects, 
Um, we're finding that a lot of facility operators in particular are focused on really providing, you know, tee boxes that provide a little bit of a shorter golf course for those that, uh, that want that and those that, uh, will find that to be more conducive to, to how far they hit the ball and what will, you know, make them enjoy the experience. But, uh, you know, a lot of other things that we're finding, at least from a course infrastructure standpoint, uh, rebunkering, a lot of practice area work, uh, being done by the architects, um, over the past couple of years, uh, more than 70% of the ASGCA members that reported back in the recent study that we did for them uh, were involved in rebunkering, were involved in short game area development, practice area improvement, and of course, as you referenced a few moments ago, it really comes down to the, the green complex itself. So we're, a lot of renovation and design, redesign in that area. Um, it's funny, and some other work that we did, uh, unrelated, but, but yet everything kind of connects. We, we were talking to a number of superintendents and, you know, to paraphrase a popular sentiment that we got from the superintendents, it's really, it's all about having, you know, the greens at optimum shape. That's what's going to, in more ways than not, uh, predicate the overall on-course experience that a golfer is going to have. If the greens are consistent, if they are, if they are true, if they are in good condition, um, that's going to um, supersede a lot of other elements of at least the on-course experience. Um, so that's something that continues to be echoed in a lot of the research that we've been doing. John Last from the Sports and Leisure Research Group, my guest this morning. Um, John, um, again, correct me if I'm wrong, and I know that you speak spoke with uh, with um, uh, various club manufacturers. Um, it, it's been my understanding over the last, you know, 10, 20 years, for example, that your average golfer, which is a, for males, is about a 15 handicap. A they don't hit it as far as they think they do off the tee, and B, their distance that they do actually hit it hasn't really gone up that much. Now, if I'm correct, if uh, have some of these courses that have been built in the last wave, as you said, have they sort of missed the game as, as far as making their courses so long? Well, I don't know if they, you know, miss the game seems like an aggressive comment. I mean, everybody wants to be able to tell, you know, particularly when it comes to travel, you know, golf travel and playing, you know, those bucketless golf courses. Everybody wants to say that they've played where the pros play and, and, and seen an experience that's reminiscent of, of what would be the ultimate in championship golf. But I think in some respects, that's where a lot of developers, you know, in the last wave took things too far. They, they built these championship tracks that were monuments to, you know, to talk about how difficult they were and, where that misses the mark is, you know, there's obviously that that factor when you get up there, nobody wants to necessarily play a tee box that implies that they're not as skilled as they want to be. And, you know, if you look at numbers that have been collected by the equipment companies and by others, you know, as you said, um, there's not a lot of golfers that can necessarily always reach the green in regulation. We always think about it. It's, it's one of the, the, the real interesting phenomenons whenever we go out and do work. We often think about, those who are probably watching and listening to the program right now who, who who are really engaged in the game, who are among the better players, and, you know, the average golfer actually doesn't break 100. So, you know, to have par fives that are, you know, 520, 530 is, is something they're not going to necessarily have any chance whatsoever uh, from, from even the white tees to reach, you know, to reach in two. And even more so, I think, uh, a lot of the par fours, I mean, it used to be um... – you know, on public courses, anything over 470 was already a par 5. Now those That's are right. par 4s in certain places, and that doesn't really work for a lot of people as well. 
Oh, yeah. my goodness. John Last from the Sports and Leisure Research Group. John, when we come back, I want to uh, talk a little bit more about uh, golf courses themselves and then about uh, the needs or wants of, of clubhouses for both the public and, and the private uh, golfer, if you will. So um, stick around. John Last is my guest when we uh, come back. And then later in the show, we'll... Uh, talk about some of the latest news out of the LPGA, which was just announced late this week, and uh, take a little review and look at the new playoff format that will be used for USGA events, which starts this year. No more Monday playoffs. That's awesome. You're listening to Tita Green. I'm Jerry Butenhoff. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Attention timeshare owners, this is an urgent consumer alert from Resort Release, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get rid of their expensive timeshares. Once you've made that decision to get rid of your timeshare for any reason, Resort Release is offering a Better Business Bureau accredited way to legally get rid of your timeshare guaranteed. We guarantee to get rid of your timeshare payments permanently, even if you've tried another company to get rid of your expensive timeshare call now and see if we can help you at resort release you don't pay anything until you're ready if you're ready to learn how to permanently get rid of your costly timeshare make this complimentary free call right now 800-598-0539-800-598-0539-800-598-0539 that's 800-598-0539 Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800 Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
We are America's longest-running network radio golf show, Tee to Green, coming to you from the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs. On Tuesday, they'll start the 100-day countdown to the beginning of the U.S. Senior Open, June 28th through July 1st this year, part of the 100th anniversary of the Broadmoor this year. And uh, I'm speaking with John Last. He's the uh, head of the Sports and Leisure Research Group. We're talking about trends in golf and what golfers want. And, uh, John, I want to get to something that uh, we touched on just a little bit uh, regarding uh, golf courses and and, uh, greens on golf courses. And uh, I've always been one that has always preferred and putted better on fast greens or faster greens i think that if they're designed to be fast they're a little more consistent from the first hole through the 18th um what are you seeing with uh with some of the surveys you've done with the uh with golfers in america uh are are they in, in on my side of the table or do they prefer something slower I, I would say that they're probably more on your side, as, as, as am I. I think, you know, what it really comes down to is, is how true they are. And, and, you know, one can often surmise, and, and I'll take this from some anecdotal, you know, so that we got from some of our qualitative work, you know, when a green is quick, then, then you really got to think more about, you know, where you want to position the golf ball as opposed to, to, you know, speed control as much as, as otherwise. So, you know, from the work we've done, I think more people are in that same camp. The Sports and Leisure Group Research Group uh, does a lot of surveys relating to various sports, and golf is certainly one of them. Uh, John, when when you gather some of this information uh, from the golfing public, for example, do you do a lot of uh, this stuff uh, online with people, or do you kind of show up at a at a venue somewhere and uh, hand out uh, questionnaires? It's a combination. The, the the preponderance of the quantitative work we do, that is the, the long and large surveys, are, are conducted online. And, you know, really a lot of it is predicated by, you know, the types of golfers that a client is looking for us to talk to. So, you know, we need to find them. But, you know, we are also very often out in the field doing a lot of work actually recently, you know, not only in, in on golf courses, but in, in PGA Superstores and other retail locations, as well as at a number of top golf facilities. They, they tend to lend themselves nicely to... Uh, particularly those that want to assess and see ball flight. So uh, that can be a, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure if, uh, how many of our listeners have, have been to a top golf facility, but an interesting concept that has certainly uh, captured a lot of the attention of the golf industry, and, and they provide a nice environment for one to kind of have a good conversation with golfers and, and also incorporate uh, you know, full swing. Yeah, you're absolutely right about uh, they do a great job and uh, keep a lot of people uh, active uh, uh, in some of the colder climes that uh, maybe aren't conducive to 12-month golf, and we certainly have a lot of those here in America. Um, one of the things I found very interesting on the initial report is uh, the uh, uh, desire for improvements uh, in clubhouses. And um, now I, as a uh, person who golfs mostly at public facilities, um, and maybe I'll hang around for a drink afterwards, and on occasion, uh, if I know the restaurant is pretty good, I'll, um, you know, grab a bite to eat. Um, but it's it's always been my sort of inclination that the um, private club golfer spends a lot more time in the clubhouse because they use it more as a social venue. Yet, in your original um, uh, report, uh, the numbers as far as the people that want improvements in uh, private facilities or public clubhouses was almost equal. Did you find that surprising? 
No, I think, you know, particularly as, as, as more and more public facilities have tried to become these country clubs for a day and, you know, we did some research a couple of years ago that was kind of alarming in that you know, there was a, an overwhelming majority of golfers that just kind of, particularly on the public side, would just show up and go. And, you know, from a revenue enhancement standpoint, which clearly is what a lot of facility operators are honing in on right now, uh, perhaps even more so than, than, than containing costs just because they've done such a good job and have been so focused on squeezing those costs as much over years. It's how can we get people to, to look at the golf course and the golf facility as more than just a place to play golf. Um, you know, particularly consumer attitudes have changed over time uh, as this next generation of golfers begins to uh, become more prevalent in terms of the overall marketplace. It's, it's really become incumbent upon facility operators to try their best to create an environment that's going to be more than just the round of golf. So we're seeing things like, you know, Wi-Fi in the clubhouse and trendy bars and lounges and, and simulators become part and parcel more about what facilities are looking for in terms of clubhouse infrastructure in a means with which to to keep people there. Um, we're even seeing, you know, more so on the private side, um, amenities that are consistent with, you know, what could be deemed, uh, you know, those WeWork-type spaces or mobile office spaces so that there's productivity. So, you know, you can have a meeting or, or get done what you need to do and then get out there and work on your game. And uh, as you put it, uh, you know, for the most part, very often I am one of those show and go. You know, I play my round and I'm out of there. Uh, so some of these things that you're um, saying just alluded to that uh, facilities are trying, um, are they working or, or don't we know uh, for sure yet? I think they're working to some extent. I think, you know, like everything, we've got to evolve to meet the needs of today's society. I mean, you know, that, that kind of harkens to the conversation about participation, and we could certainly talk about that for a while. I think that, you know, there had been some real fear, you know, maybe five, seven years ago, alarm bells ringing that this next generation, the millennial, so to speak, wasn't embracing golf. We're actually finding uh, some significant groups of younger people that are embracing golf and, and looking to engage in it in ways that historically everybody has but may not have the means to do so. And, you know, that also is you know makes it very critical for the facility operator to, to be mindful of, you know, some of the other things that are expected to be more standard within a facility. So I think it's working to the extent that, that golf in many ways is very cyclical within the consumer life cycle and, 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 and unlike certain people out there that may be, you know, predicting a, a rapid decline in the game, I think we're actually in, in pretty good shape. Right. So um, if golf courses, public, private, resort, if they're going to do some renovation on the courses, maybe upgrade their clubhouse, um, where's the money going to come from? Well, it's going to come from, again, depending upon the type of golf course, it's going to come from a variety of sources. It's going to come, you know, on the private side, obviously, it's going to come largely from the members. Um, and it's going to come from the members in a way that it's hopefully going to create a return on that investment in terms of not only membership retention, but also in, in bringing about that next wave of members. Um, you know, we asked some questions in, in, in the recent work that we did for ASGCA about, you know, what does it take to kind of demonstrate return on investment? What's, what's going to be the most important factor that leads to pulling the trigger in terms of, of, of creating a renovation? And, you know, the top answers amongst that were, Retention, member retention. There's also infrastructure upgrading to increase its longevity. That goes along with you know managing course you know costs and and labor inputs that uh, are going to be affecting the the upkeep of the golf course as well as to bring in new members. On the public side, um, it's it's also about you know infrastructure longevity and 
obviously making sure that you're creating an experience that's going to be more accessible and amenable to, to the, that next wave and current wave of golfers that are hopefully going to patronize it. Uh, and sometimes patronize in other ways. I mean, I can harken back to some of the work that we've done with the USGA where, you know, nine whole rounds have certainly taken on a much more prevalent importance in the mindset of golfers. And, you know, that, that obviously speaks to a lot of other aspects of the facility that need to be conducive to that. And also, if we're going to keep uh, the golf industry vibrant uh, through uh, the roller coaster that uh, economic times can sometimes see, we've got to grab those youngsters and keep them in the game. We've got a, obviously a lot more youth-type uh, golf programs than there were 20, 30 years ago. That's paramount as far as um, the, the future of our game, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, there's a number of really great programs that have come about both nationally and locally. I mean, you've got Drive, Chip and Putt, which is probably, uh, most prevalent. Uh, that's the program at the USGA and the, and, and, and Augusta National and, uh, the PGA, uh, have, have been involved with where, uh, you know, kids can, can wind up actually playing in the finals of that at, at, at right before the Masters. You've got uh, PGA Junior League Golf, which has been hugely successful for the PGA of America, which is kind of the equivalent of Little League uh, for golf teams of golfers uh, competing across the country, culminating in a, a bunch of into a national finals championship. And, you know, then obviously you've got some of the more stalwart programs like the First Tee, helping youth, you know, learn values, important values through golf. So um, you know, both on a national basis and on a, on, a, on a localized basis, there's a lot going on right now that uh, that really kind of speak to that. And, and I think they're also recognizing the fact that, you know, while we've always focused on the better player, and we should, the a lot of the programs that are out there are really meant to kind of illustrate the social and fun aspects of golf, which, you know, in any survey that we've done over, over our entire history, um, that still is the, the number one driver of people's satisfaction. And, again, you can often get caught up sometimes, you know, if you're in the industry about thinking about only that top of the pyramid. And, you know, really the average golfer is looking for an experience that's largely social and fun. And, you know, the industry's done a good job of recognizing that more so over the last decade or so than it had, had been before that. John, we've got just a few seconds yet. What's the next step for your group with this uh, uh, trend and the articles that you're producing? We, um, this is an annual study, the one for ASGCA, so it's going to be great to see kind of how some of these preferences and behaviors within course development, development shift. So uh, we'll be able to report on that again next fall. Excellent stuff. Uh, John Last from the Sports and Leisure Research Group, uh, one of the uh, main outlets that we go to sometimes for finding out what's really going on in the golf world. John, always a pleasure to talk to you. You've always got great information for us and our listeners. Keep up the great uh, research that you do, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon down the road here again. Likewise. Thanks for having me, as always, and uh, uh, good luck to, uh, to Jay and, uh, and, and the hockey team. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're excited here, that's for sure. So uh, John Lass from the Sports and Leisure Research Group on Tita Green this morning. When we come back, uh, some news and notes from around the golf world, new doings from the LPGA, some other things as well. Stay with us. You're listening to Tita Green. Be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com, and start getting your packages every month. This is John, and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a roof. Time to work on your short game. Tea to Green helps you get it up and down. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor Golf Club. Today I want to talk to you about how to read a green and a few things you can do to help yourself in that endeavor. As you are going to your putt from the cart, from the cart path, approaching the green if you're walking, 
Take a look at it on your way to your ball. Look at the slope. Look at any grain that might be prevalent. Anything that can give you a tip there. Second thing is feel it with your feet. Oftentimes you can feel slope with your feet that you can't normally see. Once you get into that habit, you'll be amazed about how much subtle slope you'll be able to detect with your feet. And when you're behind your ball, always try to envision how running water would flow from where your golf ball is. So it may go to the right at one point and back to the left. It may start high and sweep down. That's the best way to envision the way a putt will go. For more on getting it up and down, check out the website, tdgreenradio.com, or visit your nearest PGA professional. It's your number one source for golf news and entertainment, Tita Green, coming to you from the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs. Tita Green is presented in part by Smash Factor Golf Apparel. They're based right up the road here in Monument, Colorado, just north of Colorado Springs. Smash Factor Golf specializes in golf polos and hats. You can check out their full line and find out more at smashfactorgolf.com. Performance polos for under 30 bucks. Headwear for just $15.99. You can put more Smash Factor into your game with Smash Factor Golf Apparel, the official golf apparel company of Tita Green. Check out more of their line at smashfactorgolf.com. We'd like to, of course, uh, welcome all our listeners across the country and uh, realize that uh, some of our affiliates... um, uh, during this part of the time, we're, uh, we are the lead-in to the uh, radio coverage of uh, college basketball tournament. so we hope that uh, we are a nice start to your day. Um, I happened to uh, flip over on Friday night and caught the last seven minutes or so of the uh, uh, Maryland-Baltimore County's victory over Virginia, and um, by that time, I think the margin was 13 or 15 points, so I didn't see how they got to that point but uh, congratulations to the retrievers a number 16 beating a number one personally i never thought it would happen i just really didn't certainly not by 20 points and it uh, reminded me uh, that back in uh, my college days i uh, had a friend that um uh went to uh, umbc for his undergraduate work and then he transferred to the university of minnesota for uh, graduate school, but uh, hope that my old friend Mike Davis is enjoying uh, what's going on here this week uh, with the Retrievers, and they'll uh, they'll try it again later today against Kansas State and see if they can uh, pull it off again. Good stuff. Good time of the year to be a sports fan. One of the uh, probably the best two-week event annual event uh, in the sporting world. March Madness. I would say the Olympics would trump that, but you know that's every other year for summer and winter. But uh, March Madness, pretty good deal in, here in America. Uh, big news out of the uh, Ladies Professional Golf Association just this, uh, I believe, Thursday or Friday, the announcement was made. Of course, on the PGA Tour, for many, many years now, the uh, of opened the calendar year. With the uh, Tournament of Champions event, uh, it's been played uh, the last decade or so at uh, Kapalua in Hawaii for uh, all uh, anyone who has won an event the previous season. Well, the women are going to have their own Tournament of Champions beginning next January at the um, Four Seasons Resort 
um, just outside Orlando. Diamond Resorts has hooked up with the LPGA to uh, create uh, the LPGA's version of the Tournament of Champions. It will uh, be the new start to the LPGA season beginning next year. Um, and uh, it, this will, format will take uh, winners from the previous two um, seasons. Uh, of course, the LPGA, not as many events as the PGA. So it will be a limited field, obviously. But so uh, anyone who uh, has won an event in 2017 or um, has or will win an event in 2018 will be eligible for that uh season opening tournament beginning next uh, middle of January um, next year at the Four Seasons Resort outside Orlando. So once again the LPGA continues to expand their um, brand and the number of tournaments. You know we talked on the show oh, what was it uh, six eight years ago um, they had lost some sponsors and lost some events and uh, I think we're down to only 24 events or something there for a couple of years. Well, now they've got uh, about uh, 10 more than that uh, right now. And uh, they'll add one more to the calendar again next year with the Tournament of Champions event in Orlando. So that's uh, good news for the LPGA as they uh, continue to reach out and draw more spectators and draw more people. And certainly as a, a corporate um, uh, structure, um, for any companies out there that are looking to get into the sports world or into the golf world or expand it, it's certainly uh, less expensive to tie your name to the LPGA than it is for the PGA Tour. And uh, for a lot of companies, this is certainly uh, becoming or has been a good way to go. And um, so that's pretty good. We uh, hope to have uh, one of the Diamond Resorts executives on the show here, perhaps next week already, to uh, discuss the uh, situation and what the motivation was for Diamond Resorts uh, for that new tournament uh, next January in Orlando. We touched on it a little bit uh, last week uh, with our friend Garrett Johnson, but it was announced that the USGA has done away with uh, Monday playoffs for the Men's U.S. Open after all these years, and it's, I think, a welcome uh, change uh, by the uh, organization. Uh, the Monday playoff uh, results in a lot of issues, whether it be you know spectators and volunteers and TV coverage and all that sort of thing. Um, certainly there have been some uh, very uh, riveting Monday playoffs, um, Going back to the mid-80s, 1984, with Greg Norman and Fuzzy Zeller. Uh, of course, the final uh, round on Sunday was just uh, very exciting between those two, but the playoff was uh, not too bad the next day. Uh, ten years ago, uh, when Tiger Woods and Rocco Mediate uh, dueled it out at uh, Torrey Pines, I remember I was um, working for our local newspaper back in those days and uh, took a little bit of a break uh, one afternoon, probably longer than I should, but we'll let that uh, go at this point. But uh, was able to catch the tail end of that playoff. And uh, even some golf fan, uh, people that weren't really golf fans where I stopped uh, were riveted to the action. And that one ended up going 19 or 20 holes um, before uh, Woods finally uh, polished that one off. And um, But it's been good. I mean, there have been some great playoffs. Uh, there have been some very exciting playoffs in other 
in the other majors, of course, the, the Masters has produced a couple um, uh, going back to, uh, you know, 1987 with the chip in and uh, in the 11th hole and uh, Adam Scott's putt to win it all uh, about four or five years ago. The uh, British Open has given us some uh, wonderful playoffs. Unfortunately, Tom Watson uh, came up a little dry in his uh, duel with Stuart Sink, uh, which was nine years ago now already, believe it or not. But, um, yeah, uh, there's always, uh, you know, that, that, that finality that everyone wants on Sunday afternoon is now going to uh, take effect with the U.S. Open as well. And so the USGA um, will do this for all of their uh, tournaments. Um, the Senior Open already has a uh, an aggregate playoff. The Women's Open has had a, a three-hole playoff now for a little while. And the brand-new Senior Women's Open, which will be conducted for the first time this year in the Chicago area, will... Uh, will be in the same uh, type of situation. So the men's tournament will have a two-hole aggregate score playoff. So this year at Shinnecock Hills, I understand uh, they'll play the 17th and 18th. It uh, won't necessarily be that way for uh, each location. Next year at Pebble Beach, I'm, I'm sure that they will do the same and play the 17th and 18th holes. So it'll be a two-hole score, and then, of course, it will go to sudden death after that if the players are still tied after two holes. So... Uh, Everyone will get to see a winner on Sunday afternoon now for the U.S. Open, just like they can in every other major golf event, and that's good news for everyone. A um, couple of other things going on in the world of golf. We've uh, we've done some work with our local friends here at Divot Magazine, um, based here in the uh, Denver area. Uh, they ran a... Uh, little article in their most recent edition, If You Look Good, You Play Better. Well, that's always the, I guess, idea, maybe a fantasy for some people. Um, they've got an article here uh, talking to some of the people from Birdie Babe Golf, and uh, they've got some uh, photos of some of the things that Birdie Babe thinks look good and will make you play better. Uh, and they're, of course... Uh, Birdie Babe would tell you that they are uh, geared towards the female side of the golf world. And uh, they've got some uh, items here that um, looking good would be in the eye of the beholder. And uh, we're going to try and get someone from that company to come on here in the next uh, couple weeks or so as well and uh, talk about uh, everybody's idea of looking good is a little bit different, I guess, depending on uh, gender, age, um, mental attitude that particular day, who knows, all those sorts of things factor in. Some of the other things uh, coming up um, in the next couple of weeks, uh, we uh, want to talk to uh, one of our golfing slash uh, doctor friends, uh, Dr. Neil Walkadoff. He's been on our show a number of times, and one of the things we want to talk with him about are um, orthopedics as it relates to golf and you know, those great-looking Nike or Adidas or Skechers golf shoes may look good, feel good, but in the long run, they might not be the right shoes for you to be wearing um, based on design and that sort of thing and support in the right places for your particular situation with your feet and ankles. So uh, that's something with, that we plan on uh, touching on over the next uh, couple weeks as well. And, of course... Uh, 
three weeks from now, we'll have our annual Masters show, and we'll uh, concentrate on the Masters, which will be held April 5th through the 8th this particular year. And um, the beginning, if you will, of the uh, golf season for a lot of people out there. Uh, when we come back, we're just about hit, heading to our final break here. We will do our weekly end of show report on what's going on on tour. Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill going on this year. The women are back in the States at the um, Founders Tournament in Scottsdale, Arizona. So we'll take you on tour when we come back. You're listening to Tita Green coming to you from the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs. I'm Jerry Butenhoff, Scott Cuddy running the show at Network Headquarters on tour. Coming up right after this, stay with us. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517-800-932-5517-800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Love Daily Fantasy but tired of being stuck on the sidelines? We have some great news. Now you can make picks live when the game is on TV, compete against other sports fans, and if you're right, win real cash and get to talk trash. WinView Games is a live sports prediction app that is sweeping the nation, and it's super easy to play. During the game, props are sent straight to your phone. You can compete in tournament-style contests that are available every quarter. WinView also has a $12,500 jackpot during the NFL playoffs called the Perfect Game. It's a winner-take-all prize if you get each prop right during the quarter. So put your sports obsession to better use. Go to winviewgames.com predict to start cashing in on your sports IQ. That's winviewgames.com predict. $20 first-time depositors get a $20 playthrough match. WinView Games. When the game is on, it's on. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California 
dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. It's the fastest hour in radio, T to Green. Jerry Butenhoff here, and time to take you on tour with what's going on in professional golf around the country, in this case. The men are at the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill outside Orlando. Henrik Stenson has come very close to winning this event um, uh, oh, two or three times recently here, and uh, he is our leader today. He threw a 64 on the board on Thursday and is trying to go wire to wire. A 71 yesterday has him at minus 12, good for a one-shot lead over Bryson DeChambeau, who shot an even par 77 yesterday. Rory McIlroy is in third place at minus 10 after a 67 yesterday. And then Justin Moore and or Justin Rose and Ryan Moore at minus nine. So a log jam at the top, four more players than at minus eight. So uh, certainly exciting stuff there going on today. And uh, if you want to flip over from the basketball over to NBC and catch some of that, uh, you can do that beginning at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time. The women are uh, back in the States at the Founders Cup at Wildfire in Scottsdale. Um, big news yesterday, Laura Davies threw a 63 up on the board early in the day and uh, jumped into the mix, but uh, NB Park was able to match her with a 63. That's 9-under for the day. Park is your leader at minus 14, one shot ahead of Colombian Maria Ho Uribe. Arya Jutanagarn is at minus 12, and then Laura Davies and Chella Choi at minus 11. So it uh, could be a wild finish there as well. Coverage on the Golf Channel starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Late coverage into the evening tonight. Thanks to John Last, the uh, director and head of the Sports and Leisure Research Group. Uh, they always have great information about trends and things going on in the golf world and what to look for. And it's always great to have John on with us. And uh, he's one of our go-to guys for what's really important and what's going on in the world of golf. That'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for getting up early for those of you on the West Coast. And uh, enjoy your Sunday, everyone. And if you're able to get out and play some golf this week, as always, hit them long and hit them straight. Take care, everyone.